three of the greatest month of generosity ever. Now, first thing I want to say is if, if it's your first time here, you haven't been here for a while, you church, join us for church online, and now you're sitting here going, man, this pastor's talking about generosity, I'm leaving. If all he's going to talk about is money, I'm getting out the door. Because there's one thing I've learned, and even as I look at today's scripture, is when the pastor talks about money, people want to leave. Because like, pastor, you don't know how hard I got to work for my money. This is my money. God, don't need my, God knows my position. He don't need my money. and He's going to be okay with it. And, and, and that's the excuses that a lot of people will give. And they'll start saying, you know, pastor, you just need to avoid talking to me about money. Well, as I've said for the last two weeks, generosity is not all about money. Generosity is about using your time, your talents, and your treasures to glorify God. And, and that's what we're called to do is to glorify God through everything. But we all know that, you know, when we spend money, we want something in return. Whether it's that piece of pizza, whether it's a brand new car, you know, whatever it may be, we all want something tangible when we give money out because it hurts. You know, we've worked hard for it. And, but like I said, that's not what we're here about. And even though today's scripture, a lot of times you'll see this scripture preached, they talk about money, and I think they miss the point on what this scripture really is about this morning. And, and, you know, I think how generous you are is a condition of a couple things. The first is I think it's a condition of your heart, where your heart is at the time, and, and understanding that when we give and we're obedient to what God calls us to do, if we can be obedient and understand it's his, not ours, and know that he's going to take care of us. He is going to take care of us through everything that we do. And if we change our perspective and we see that it is his and that he's going to take care of us, it'll kind of change the way we think about being generous. And hopefully today, by the end of this message, we will understand and we will be generous even with our small gifts, talents, and acts of service. You know, that we will be generous people in what we do. You know, and a couple weeks ago, I was reading through the book of Acts and I was reminded, you know, you got Peter and, Peter and John, they're walking up to the temple. And, and there was a paralytic man sitting outside and he was begging for money to be able to eat. And when Peter and John came upon him, he basically said, you know, money we don't have, but I will give you what I've got. Get up and walk. And the paralytic man got up and he walked. And see, it's not always about money because even Peter and John didn't have money, but what they had was Jesus. And how many times do we miss that we have Jesus and we can give Jesus away to people freely, but we tend not to do it. We need to be generous with the gospel just as Jesus was generous with us. You know, and, and I think all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see stories of generosity, of generous people. And even in today's story, which most of you are going to know as the widow's might, we see generosity. We see generosity in it. So if you have your Bible, we're going to be in Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one in the back of the pew, as always, it will be up on the screen up here, so you can look at it up here on the screen. And if you're 
joined us online. Thank you for joining us online. As always, we appreciate you being here. Um, but as a reminder, don't let it replace you being connected to a local church. As much as we love you watching us online at FBC Lantana, get connected to a local church someplace, whether it's here or someplace else, where you can work on your relationship with Jesus and with others. So like I said, we appreciate you being here. Thank you for being here, but make sure you stay connected with the local church. So with that being said, Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. He looked up and saw the rich dropping their offerings into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow dropping in two tiny coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put more than all of them, for all these have put in gifts out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all she had to live on. Amen. Gave everything she had to live on. You, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the big idea of today's message would actually be that the widow, we know the widow put in the least in the offering, um, but Jesus demonstrates through her that generosity is not just for those who are wealthy, but it's for those who, or for those who have it all together. It's for everybody. And, you know, all of us can be generous with something in our life. And, you know, it's funny, every time I read this story, uh, I get this image in my head. I get this image of, you know, here comes this Pharisee or this scribe or this wealthy Jewish person, and they come up and, you know, the temple's nice and quiet, and then you hear this. Because they want everyone to see what they're doing. And all the eyes, all of a sudden, everyone's looking up. Oh, look at what they're doing. And it puts them in this place of high authority like there's somebody. But then I think of that widow. Two copper coins. And she comes up and just places them inside. No one to notice her, nothing going on. Not this big spectacle for everyone to see, but giving all she had. Giving all she had, and Jesus notices it. Jesus is with her. Hey, 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 look at that. Look at her. Where everyone would think she was insignificant, Jesus notices. And is, look at what she's doing. She's giving everything. Everything. And it was never about her. It was about her heart and what she was giving. And I had read a book once. It's called um, Unlikely Champions. It's called The Widow's Might. And the author actually says this. Both the Old Testament and New Testament tell stories of unlikely generosity champions. Men and women who play out their lives often in obscurity, except for the watchful eye of the biblical narrator, God. He went on and said, what in this world or perhaps what beyond this world would cause this poor widow to give everything she had left to an ordinary offering in the temple? We don't know her story. We don't even know her name. But you can be sure that there is a story there because behind every great act of generosity is a story, even if only known by the giver and God. No matter how insignificant you think your generosity or your gift can be, understand, you can change the world. You can change the world 
for the positive or for the negative, and it's not about being the most generous giving of money. It's not about money. As I've said, if generosity was only about money, most of us would not be in the game. We wouldn't be able to be generous because we don't have money. So always remember, it's not about the money. And, and I think one area that we can really give and be generous with our gifting and talents is, is when we serve others. When we're able to serve others, we can be generous with that time. And, and when it comes to resources um, to serve another, I think sometimes we may think we lack. You know, some people may say, well, you know, I, I, I don't have this gift to play an instrument or I can't, I can't sing I can't speak in front of others, and you think that your gift or your talent is insignificant. Nothing is insignificant. You don't have to be up on stage to make a difference in someone's life. You can make a difference in someone's life sitting on a park bench. You can make a difference in someone's life any place you're at. Just like this widow's offering. It, wasn't break, it didn't break the bank of the church, but it broke her bank. And she gave what she had to give what she had. And that's what God wants us to do. Understand, there's no small ministry, there's no, no small offerings, no small gifting, and there's definitely no small acts of service. Because everything is big when it comes from a big heart. There is no small offering when it comes from a big heart. And even in today's scripture, you look at it, it's not about quantity, it's about the quality. It's about the quality of the generosity or the quality of the gift and the quality of someone's devotion or obedience to God is what God's going to look at. He's going to look at how you are and understand in both examples, both the rich, they gave a small percentage of their wealth. They kind of gave their leftovers or their extras. But the woman gave everything she had. She gave everything that she had. And, and so we see that Jesus evaluates our gifts. He evaluated the gift of the rich people, and he evaluated the, the gift of the widow. And I don't think the story really is in the Bible to bash rich people. I don't think it's in the Bible to, to tell the story of this widow giving just everything she had. I think it's in the Bible so that we can see the heart of generosity. So that we can see the heart in giving. So that we can be generous and that it can come from our heart and not come from a place of leftovers or abundance. That we just give because that's what we're called to do. You know, I, I think Jesus celebrates his widows. The, look, 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 look. Because of the sacrifice that went with it. How many times in our life do we sacrifice things? Especially sacrificing for God. You know, a lot of times we won't sacrifice for God to try and be generous. But as I talked about last week, sometimes it's sacrificial because time is money and you've got to be able to give up time. And if you give up time, you're sacrificing something that you may want to do to give that time to somebody else. The same thing comes with giving our talents or resources or whatever it may be, using our gifts for somebody else, it's sacrificial because it may be taken away from what you want to do at the time, but it's what God calls us to do. You, know, you, you think about, you look at 
God himself, as we've said, he was a gen- we serve a generous God. And it goes all the way back to what did Jesus, uh, what did God give? Jesus. He gave us his one and only begotten son. He gave us the best offering that he could give us. He gave it to us so that he could die on the cross, raise from the dead, and give us salvation. So each of us can live a gospel story. Living the gospel out in our own lives. Being generous with time, talents, resources, whatever it is. Being generous with our life to be like God. Being a generous, we serve a generous God, therefore we should be generous. It's not about being rich. You know, if if you're sitting back and thinking, well, you know, I'll give all I can give when I get enough. You're never going to get enough to give enough, just so you know. And actually, if you do, hey, once I win the lotto, I'm going to give this much money. Guess what? When you, when you win the lotto, you're still not going to give the money because you're still not going to think you have enough. Give what you have. And like I said, it's not about money. Give your time. Give your resources to help other people out. This woman doesn't have a lot, but she is practicing God's generosity. She is practicing what God told her to do. And what this story tells us is, is how insignificant, you know, some of us might think that we are. Nothing's insignificant in the eyes of God. What you may think is, you know, well, I, I don't have this big high profile out in front. God's okay with that. God's okay with if you're a behind the scenes kind of person. Because people behind the scenes make things happen just as much as people who are in, in front. Think of the people in the tech booth. Y'all don't see them, right? They make it happen. They're using their talents behind the scenes to get it done. <laughs> what was that? Woo! <laughs> Giving it up for the tech team. There we go. Understand generosity is an action. It requires you to do something. You can't be generous if you're just sitting and doing nothing. Generosity does require some type of action. And, and, you know, when I was reading this scripture and looking at the scripture, it's actually an interesting part in the Bible because prior to this, they're talking about the resurrection. And and then right in the middle of this, all of a sudden, Jesus starts, um, goes on this rampage about the religious leaders to his disciples. And, And in Luke 20, 46 through 47, he actually says this. Beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes, who love greetings in the marketplace, the best seats in the synagogues, and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. These will receive harsher judgments. So it kind of changes the image of this woman a little bit when you think about this. Jesus literally says this right before the verses we read today. Tell them to watch out for the scribes, watch out for the Pharisees. And, and you think about it, she's a widow. According to Jesus, they're devouring widows' houses. And she comes up and gives all that she has in an offering. Now understand, the offering in, in biblical times was for three things. The first thing it was for was to provide for the priests. 
the same priest who are devouring the widow's houses is where the offering is supposed to go to, one of the parts. The second part was for, for the festivals or religious holidays. And the third place the offering goes to, to help widows and orphans. So now think about this. This widow takes her two copper coins, everything she has, to give to an offering in the temple to pay for the priest who are devouring her houses, devouring the house of the widows, to help with the religious holidays and to give to other widows. She is giving all she has to help out another widow so another widow will not go without. Totally changes the whole thinking of what she's giving in that offering. Compared to a Pharisee or someone else who is up there making all this noise so that people will look to see them. And how many times in our own lives do we want to be the center of attention? It's about me, myself, and I. And if you don't like me, myself, and I, too bad. Because we want to be the center of attention. Where sometimes we need to be this widow with the two mites. Just walk out and just, I'm going to give you all I have, God. I'm going to give you my best. It may not be a lot, but I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to give you what I have. And even though you, you know, these people are devouring me, I want to take care of these other people. I want to do this. And like I said, it's not about money. It's not about, everyone gets caught up on it. It's about giving to glorify God. Giving to glorify Him. And oftentimes, I think we just get so caught up on what we can give. And one area that we can actually give inside and outside the church is by using our spiritual gifts. Using the spiritual gift that God gave you. And each one of us has a different spiritual gift. And, and the problem is a lot of times we don't use our spiritual gift because one, we don't know what it is. We, we've never gone and find out, hey, what's my spiritual gift? And, and when I'm talking spiritual gifts, I'm not talking singing. I'm not talking technology. I'm talking administration, preaching, teaching, giving. All these different, all different spiritual gifts are out there. You know, some people have the gift of helps, where you're just there to help other people. You know, gifts of prophecy, discernment. There's so many different gifts that are out there. So, of course, what you got to do is find out what your gift is. And if you go online, there's probably 100 different websites where you can find your spiritual gift. Um, and what I'll do, actually, this week, if you're in our text and church system, on Monday... I'll send you guys a link on a place that you can go and take a spiritual gift test so you can find out what your spiritual gifts are. But see, a lot of us don't use them because we don't know what they are. Some of us don't use them because, well, my gift is so small. No one's going to notice. It's not about anyone noticing. It's about God noticing. It's not about anyone else noticing. And then others of you, won't use your gift or tell people what your gift is because you're afraid you might get asked to do something. Oh, you mean you got the, the spiritual gift of hospitality? Sweet, we're coming to hang out at your house this weekend. 
You know, so a lot of people won't do it because they don't want to be asked to do something. And understand, no matter how small your gift is, God can still use it, and you can still use it to glorify God. Now, now on a side note, I do want to let you know, if, if you're trying to do a lot, you know, you're doing all these different things inside the church and outside the church, and you're struggling with it, it's probably not your spiritual gift. Just so you know. It may be what you want to do, but it's probably not what God gifted you to do. You see, it's interesting because especially in a small church and, and over the years, even in this church, there's a certain people who basically did everything. They were the sporks of the church. You know what I mean by a spork, right? It's a fork, it's a spoon, it's a knife. You can use it all for one thing. They were sporks. So they're multitasking, they're doing all this other stuff. And then what happens is other people don't volunteer because Oh, well, don't worry. They've got it. Oh, don't worry. They've got it. And while they're sitting there being, trying to be a spork and do everything, you know, God just wants you to be a knife, spoon, or a fork. You don't need to be a spork. Be a knife, be a spoon, or, or be a fork. Be what God called you to be. Now, some of us may be sporks. But you're going to have one spiritual gift that outweighs everything else. Take that one spiritual gift and run with it and glorify God with it. Because I also want you to understand that by you saying no to something, it gives someone else the opportunity to say yes. Be someone else's yes. Because so many times we'll hold on to something. Well, I've been doing this for all these years. And you may be struggling at it. And there may be someone who that's their actual gift that God gives them. Saying no can be someone else's yes. Give someone else a chance to say yes. Amen? There's some people who probably want to say yes, but over the years, well, they got it, so I'm not going to. Hopefully, we'll get some people to say no to things so other people can say yes, especially as we continue to grow and get more people in the house. But I encourage you, find out what your spiritual gift is. And understand that when you find out what it is, give it all to God. Give it all to God, just like this widow gave it all to God. Give everything you have to him. Understand she held nothing back. She held nothing back. She knew what it was. She, she knew from the beginning, hey, I know they may be doing this and they, they may be devouring houses, but, but I need to give it all to God because I know God's going to take care of me. I know God's going to take care of me. He's going to provide. And we need to do the same things in our life. Don't hold back because God didn't hold back for us. God did not hold back when he created the world that we live in. He did not hold back when he created this perfect world that we're able to inhabit today and that we can be a part of his story. We can be a, so he's not holding back on us so let's not hold back on him. He gave everything, and we need to give everything also. Think about Cain and Abel. One gave the best, one gave leftovers. Are you giving God your best, or are you giving God your leftovers? I think all of us are guilty of giving leftovers. All of us are guilty of, well, you know, God, I got a bill to pay this week. I can't afford to give you anything this week. That's okay, you'll understand. 
well, you know, I got this time and God, you've gifted me with this, but I'd rather go watch this movie than give back to these people over here. Give your gifts and use your gifts where God calls you to be. You can positively change this world if you do what God calls you to do. You can use your gifts and glorify Him in everything that you do. Both Abel and the widow gave their best. Are you giving your best? And like I said at the very beginning, hopefully by now that we will be generous even with our small gifts, talents, and acts of service. Be generous in your life. Be generous to the people around you. We had 20 generous people out here yesterday. 20 generous, generous, bleh, generous people here for a combination of the workday, brown box ministry, clothes closet. We gave out 15 brown boxes of food. Of course, everyone in town was giving out turkeys. We weren't, so the, we got 15, hey, 15 boxes of food to 15 people in need. Had about 10 people come inside the clothes closet and get some clothes. Had Gigi in the sanctuary working with Kevin and Craig being my translator. <laughs> so had, had Ferline bringing some young people in who just came in from Haiti. She not only got them a box of food and some clothes, she put them to work in the sanctuary. <laughs> she said, hey, if you're coming, if I'm giving you a ride, you're going to work while you're here. <laughs> Using your gifts. So for everyone who was here, yes, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. We had people upstairs setting up for the Thanksgiving banquet immediately following service today. So don't forget, as soon as we're done here today, we're going to go up and we're going to gobble till we wobble. So turkey and ham and all the fixings up there. So we can go up there and we can break bread and have fellowship together. But during the course of the week, I encourage you and ask you the question. Do you have a generous heart? Do you truly have a generous heart? Do you have a heart to serve others? Or are you just trying to serve yourself? Are you giving God your best? I didn't say are you giving God the most. Are you giving God your best? Giving Him your best each and every day. Trying to do what He calls you to do. That's what we're called to do. You know what? In our lives, there's probably times when every one of us are that Pharisee and just holding up and just with abundance, letting people look and see. But I truly believe every one of us at some point has been that widow. Man, I ain't got a lot, God. But I'm going to give you what I have. Give them what you have. Change the world by using the gifts that he gives you. Give your time to someone else. Give your talent to someone else. Whatever it may be, do what he called you to do and be generous about it. And you know, maybe you're here and say, that's all good, Pastor, but, but I haven't met Jesus. And you've told me that God was generous that he sent his son to die on the cross for me. Well, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, today's your day. And like, like the same thing, if you're waiting to be generous till you have it all, if you're waiting till you get your act together to accept Jesus, you're wasting your time. 
Today is the day of salvation. God's word says we'll all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Every single one of us, me included. But it also says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The hard part starts after you do that. Because then it's living that life. Because we're messed up and jacked up in here, but we're loved. When you leave here after accepting Jesus, the world's still the same. The difference would be you. And how are you going to change that world? So if you've never accepted Jesus, I encourage you during his final song, come up front. I'll be standing off to the side. We'll talk about it. We'll pray a prayer of salvation and welcome you to the family. Or maybe you've been living that life saying, you know what? I'm just not a generous person. And you need God to just, God, make me generous. God, help me to see the way the widow did. Help me to know it's about you and not about me. And, and if you're being stubborn or you're just not being generous, maybe you just need to come up to the altar and ask God to take whatever it is that's preventing you from giving him your best to take that from you. So that you can give him your best and that you can change the world for the positive. It's easy to change your world for a negative cause. Let's change this world for a positive cause. So if you haven't accepted Jesus, I encourage you to make the move. But if you just got to give it back to God, make the move and come up here and give it back to God so that he can change you so that you can have a generous heart. Amen? Heavenly Father, I lift up this congregation to you, Lord. Lord, you are a generous God. And we're to be like you. We're supposed to follow your word and we're supposed to follow what you call us to do. But Lord, there's times we're not generous. Lord, there's times I'm not generous. Lord, I ask that you convict us when, when we're more worried about us than you. That we will be generous, Lord, and that we will give you our all. That we will give to others through our times, our talents, whatever it may be, Lord. And Lord, if there's anyone in this room that does not know you, I ask that you convict them to come forward today. Have your Holy Spirit take them out of their seat and bring them forward so that they can start that relationship with you today. And Lord, I just ask that you continue to be with us as we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.